I invite you to stand and join me in this morning's gospel reading. From Luke chapter 3. In the 15th year of the rule of the emperor Tiberius, God's word came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. John went throughout the region of the Jordan River, calling for people to be baptized to show that they were changing their hearts and lives and wanted God to forgive their sins. This is just as it was written in the scroll of the words of Isaiah the prophet. A voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley will be filled and every mountain and hill will be leveled. The crooked will be made straight and the rough places will be made smooth and all humanity will see the salvation of God. Friends, this is the word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. And so now, gracious God, in these moments, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts together in this place and in all places be found pleasing to you. O Lord, you are our rock, our redeemer, and our Emmanuel. Amen. In what would be his last Christmas Eve sermon at Ebenezer Baptist Church, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. shared the following words. He said, in 1963, on a sweltering August afternoon, we stood in Washington, D.C., and I tried to talk to the nation about a dream that I had. I must confess to you tonight that not long after talking about that dream, I started seeing it turn into a nightmare. I remember the first time I saw that dream turn into a nightmare. It was when four beautiful, unoffending, innocent black girls were murdered in a church in Birmingham, Alabama. I watched that dream turn into a nightmare as I moved through cities of the nation and saw my black brothers and sisters perishing on a lonely island of poverty in the midst of a vast ocean of material prosperity, and I saw a nation doing nothing to grapple with it. Yes, I am personally the victim of deferred dreams and blasted hopes. And yet, if you lose hope, somehow you lose that vitality that keeps life moving. You lose the courage that helps you to go on in spite of it all. So I close today by saying, I still have a dream. Of course, this would be Dr. King's last Christmas Eve sermon before he was shot and killed the following April. And so my question is, over 60 years later, I wonder, do we still have the courage to dream? Or are we too living in a place of blasted hope and dreams deferred? 
However you might answer these questions, know that you're not alone. Whatever you carry with you into this room this morning, be it your doubt, your pain, your hope, your frustration, your anger, whatever it is, is welcome here right along with you. God is big enough to handle it, and God meets us here right in the midst of it all, where we carry grief and hope hand in hand. And yet I also believe that God keeps beckoning us to dream. And not only to dream, but to live into God's dream for the world. We hear about that dream in today's gospel reading. John the Baptist shares the words from the prophet Isaiah, this dream that one day every valley will be filled in and every mountain and hill will be made low and all people will see and experience the salvation of God. All people will experience this life-saving work of God. But we're not there yet, are we? We've got a long way to go, and we are especially mindful of that today as we prepare to set out crosses on Highland's lawn. Over the course of this weekend's three worship services, we are reading over 175 names of homicide victims in our city over the past year, which makes 2021 yet another record-breaking year of violence in Louisville. And so how do we reckon with this, especially in the midst of what is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year? How do we hold our grief and our heartbreak, our anger and our deep loss alongside our dreams for a better, more peaceful world? A world where all people will see and experience safety and wholeness and welcome and the love of God that knows no bounds. The writer Rachel Held Evans spoke to this a few years ago after the horrific shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School in December of 2012. And I return to her powerful words every Advent. She says, those little Advent candles sure have a lot of darkness to overcome this year. I see them glowing from church windows and on TV, in homes and at midnight vigils. Their stubborn flames represent this divine promise that even the smallest light can chase away the shadows lurking in this world. And that even in the darkest places, God can't be kept out. It's a hard promise to believe today, she says, I know. And although my doubt and anger make it hard for me to believe today, I will keep lighting my Advent candles like a fool until they help me in my unbelief. May their flames be a reminder to all of us that we don't have to know why God let this happen, to know that God was there and here And in those swaddling clothes, and on that cross, and in that grave, and on the throne, for no amount of darkness can overcome the light. 
These words became especially poignant after Rachel died unexpectedly in 2019. And here we are in 2021, and those little Advent candles continue to have a lot of darkness to overcome this year, too. But perhaps the question is, do we, like Rachel, have the courage to keep lighting candles like fools, who, despite all the evidence to the contrary, continue to have the courage to dream? One of my favorite Christmas songs is Someday at Christmas by Stevie Wonder. It was actually released in November 1967, just weeks before King gave his Christmas Eve sermon. And so, in fact, I have to wonder if King just might have had the song playing in the background. I wonder if he was humming and singing along with it as he was writing this Christmas Eve sermon, because this song beckons us to dream. It challenges us to hope beyond hope for a day, someday, when hate will be gone and love will prevail It invites us to imagine a new world that we can start with hope in every heart. You can see some of the lyrics on the front of your order of worship today. We actually talked about this song in the Good Time Gospel Hour Bible Study class last week. And I asked the class if they could write another stanza of the song in the year 2021. What would they say? We use their stanzas as prayers to end the class. And I wanted to share a couple of their stanzas with you today. Aaron Phelps wrote, Someday at Christmas we'll learn to be kind and invite people in who've been left behind. We'll listen and learn and tell each other more and then we'll be better than ever before. Case and Meek wrote, every day, not just Christmas, we all can choose to show up for each other and not just press news. Every day, share the things with which you were blessed. Time, talents, treasure, peace, love, joy, faithfulness. And so I wonder if you were to write a stanza after a record-breaking year of violence in our city. After 787,000 people have died in the U.S. alone from COVID. After a year of continued racial reckoning and so much more, what might you say? What is your dream? Not only for some day at Christmas, but for every time and every day in God's world. We are sharing with each other in this season of Advent on social media. I loved seeing all of your posts last week. And so this week's invitation is a bit harder, but I believe you're up to the challenge, Highland. Because this week I would love for you to share words, images, depicting your dreams for God's world. You may want to write a stanza of this song. I would love to see what our creative writers come up with. You may want to snap a picture of where you see God's dream coming to life. Where do you see glimpses of God's dream for peace, just like Renee saw driving into church this morning in the beautiful sunrise? 
Where do you see God's dream becoming a nightmare, as King once said? And how can you help to live out God's dream in the year ahead? You can continue to write and share reflections and photographs using the hashtag AwakenToJoy. Frederick Buechner said, There can never really be any peace and joy for me until there is peace and joy finally for you too. Friends, may that be our dream. Because you and I can't even begin to awaken to joy this Advent season if we are not fighting for joy for others too. And Christmas, after all, is this time when we celebrate this good news of great joy that is for all the people. That's what we read in Luke's gospel as the angels tell the shepherds on that very first Christmas night. And so, yes, we may be the victims of deferred dreams and blasted hopes. And yet, if you lose hope, somehow you lose that vitality that keeps life moving. You lose that courage that helps you to go on in spite of it all. And so I close today by saying, I still have a dream. May it be so of us, Highland. Amen.